This is the Jace and Jensen Morning Sports Show. Hey, hey, hey. Magic. Get out of here, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Jace and Jensen Morning Sports Show. I am Martin Jensen. And I'm Jace McCain. We have a great episode for you guys today. Probably one of our most premier episodes we've put out yet. But we will go through some recent news. 10 second top 5, last dance finale, and then the good old Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate. You guys are in for a treat. Yes, sir. Let's get straight to it, man. New York, California, and Texas governors have all stated that bringing fanless sports back in their respective states is in the utmost interest, California State Governor Newsom said. Sports could resume in the state as soon as the first week of June. This is just some good news to start out. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, he's going to be a common theme throughout the episode, says that he could have won seven Obviously, his tenure in Chicago was blown up by the much-hated Jerry Krause, who said Phil Jackson will not be the head coach any longer after the 98 season. Let's say Michael Jordan becomes an independent person and, and just says, I don't, need, I don't need this greatest of all time head coach. Yeah. I'm just going to play out another year because I'm that great. Do you see him winning that next ring competing for the 4 P? I I I really don't because – the the owner Jerry Reinsdorf actually said they were in rebuilding mode. That means there's going to be no Scotty, no Kerr, or no Rodman. And you know, I, obviously, you need those pieces. I don't think Jordan could have led a, a weak team to the finals again, especially against those uh, '99 Spurs with Tim Duncan and T- David Robinson. In the documentary, we saw uh, Michael Jordan state after we saw what the owner said that he thinks everyone would have just signed on for a one year, especially Phil Jackson. But I don't know. If I'm Steve Kerr, I just made some big clutch time shots. I'm getting paid next year. Even if it's one year, I'm getting paid. And same with Scotty. He was so over the Bulls management that I think he was leaving no matter what. And, you know, Scotty seems a little selfish himself. We saw in in multiple scenes during the uh, documentary. And I think he wanted to go get money and be, be the guy somewhere else. Hey, man, I would be mad, too, if I was the number two player in the NBA and just yeah. being under shadow after shadow yeah. every year. Yeah. No, I don't think he would have won that fourth championship either because yeah. let me remind you of the 1999 champions, the Twin Towers, San Antonio Spurs, Coach Pop, yeah. my favorite coach of all time, uh, young Tim Duncan, defensive monster, David Robinson, signed Steve Kerr, actually, uh, Sean Elliott and Antonio Daniels. Uh, this team wasn't a joke. And I do think that this team would have won regardless of yeah. who they were facing in the East, said it would be Michael Jordan. An article written by ESPN mentioned how the Bulls were remembered by the names of Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it highlighted the bench aspect of the show, stating players like Scott Burrell and Wennington had front row seats to the biggest blockbuster the NBA has ever produced. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone wants to be like Mike. But to be paid millions and watch the greatest team in history, are you still winning in life? Dude, this is seriously my, my dream in life. Like, <laughs> this is definitely winning in life. And especially for me, I enjoy watching basketball more than I actually enjoy uh, 
playing. And the fact that they got to watch one of the greatest teams of all time is truly amazing. My life would be complete. Like, this is what I want to do. That's what that's what my dream job is. Bench warming. It's yes. not as bad as everyone thinks, man. You don't it's have not. any pressure. You have four row seats. It's kind of the life. And yeah. in the NBA, you're getting millions. So Exactly. Whew. It works out, man. Uh, the big three, a.k.a. the old man league. Still <laughs> exciting, but the league is canceled for the 2020 season. It shifts mm-hmm. its focus to the 2021 with fans in the stands. I have two questions for you. A, mm-hmm. this relates to what Alex said in our last episode, which he was, he doesn't really want to play with no fans in an asterisk season like you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. multiple times. Do you think more teams and players will want to follow that same path? And B, is this a smart move for the big three, given that ratings for sports are obviously going to be skyrocketing yes. after quarantine? I don't think a lot of these organizations will follow because these organizations need revenue. And I think somehow they're going to they're gonna want to play and pay, pay these players and the team. I don't think it is a smart move economically for the big three, but you know maybe health-wise it is just just to be smart and make sure everything's cleared up by the time they play. But economically, they're going to likely miss out on a lot of uh, revenue because people are going to want to watch sports, any sports at that matter. This could be a, a big jump for especially leagues like the XFL just sold. They're, they're on the market to being sold. Like they just totally gave up because they don't have the revenue, obviously, to support yeah. them. They've only been around one season. But this yeah. next season could have been just an absolute spike in revenue. Everything was going to be yeah. up. I don't yep. understand why this isn't the time. Maybe we... All right, here's my proposal to you. Let's just, hear it. Just thought of this. We make Slam Ball come back, and ratings will be off the chain. Yep, yep. I forgot about that. That's a deep memory. I just totally forgot it. That's one of the best sports I've ever seen. I that think is, it's the best sport. That is the best combination of football and basketball I've yeah. ever seen. I mean, all these minor leagues are dropping out. Mm-hmm. We need some entertainment that's not just the major leagues. Yeah, Let's no, bring I back Slam Ball. Imagine, imagine LeBron playing Slam Ball. That would be a, a sight to see, but we won't see that. But, no, no way. But <laughs> Yes, that's a great idea. On Get Up Sports Talk Show, uh, guests believe that the college football season will still happen uh, sometime in the academic 2021 year. But former first-round pick Marcus Spears says if the season were to resume in spring, there's no way in heck I'm playing college football and not prepping for the draft. Yes, I, I totally agree with Mr. Spears. If I'm a projected draft pick, I'm definitely not playing in the spring. That's a chance for me to get hurt and lower my draft stock, and I need that bad, you know? Prepping for the draft is not the same as playing in games. Prepping for the yeah. draft is building your body. Playing yep. in games is just... Played against lower level people. If you're a first round draft pick, you're better than exactly. the entire yeah, you're country. Better. Finally, two cornerbacks, Baker and Dunbar, who we spoke about earlier in the mm-hmm. week, had arrest warrants out for them and are now cleared, according to attorneys. Wow. Yet two more NFL players arrested <laughs> this week, including another Redskin, Cody Lattimore, and Bills lineman Ed Oliver. Chase, is there something in the water for athletes? getting in trouble. Is this the real pandemic happening in the world? Are you hurting people? No, I have (laughs) no idea what is going on. There's no excuse for this kind of behavior once again, but I'm going to blame it on quarantine. I think people are going crazy and asking themselves, what should I do today? And I guess the first (laughs) thing that comes to their mind is like, you know what? I'm going to do some criminal activities today for the heck of it. As all of us do. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. and, And I think that's what's happening right now. 
Uh, it's sad to see, though. Uh, it is. It really is sad to see. But mm -hmm. like in the Dunbar-Baker case, they did get cleared. So maybe it's not in the water. Maybe it's just yeah. regular people going crazy in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> to the best list. Now, it is time for 10-second top five. Ten seconds remaining. You're not ready for this curveball. This is a good one. Who are the top five? The top five. Right now on the Jason Jetson Show. Ten second top five is where one names an NBA stat category, the other has ten seconds to name who they think is in the top five. Jason, I will start. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get get the juices going. You know. Okay, Jason, who is top five in playoff points per game? Ready, go. Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Wilt Chamberlain, Steph Curry. That's a bad uh, guess, but let's hear it. You got Michael Jordan at number one, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant yeah. at number five. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anthony Davis at number two. What? Allen Iverson at number three. Jerry West at number four. Oh, I was going to say Jerry West. Dang. was at six. Oh, okay. So you shot 40%. Not bad. Jace, I have one more for you. Who is the top five in regular season free throw percentage? Ready, go. Uh, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Mark Price, Rick Barry. I don't know. Uh, you got all four of those in order. And then Peja Stojakovic, it's your boy. That's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, that's tough. <laughs> you, you taught me about Peja. I did. Special. Ray Allen, notable at number seven. Jace, let's hear it. Let's, let's go. Let's stay with the free throw theme. What five players have the most free throws ever attempted? I'm going to give you a hint. Think of big men that are, big, that are bad free throw shooters. Ready? Go. Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem, Dwight Howard, Marcus Camby, LeBron James. Time. So you shot 40%. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy that LeBron's in there? That's okay. Yeah. Let's, let me just let me just give me give you the list. It's Carl Malone, Will Chamberlain, Shaq, Moses Malone, and LeBron James. Okay. All terrible free throw shooters. Whoa, the fact, whoa, that, LeBron, whoa, 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 the fact whoa. that LeBron is in there, whoa, whoa. It, it just feeds into my argument. Carl Malone, Carl Malone is quite the, quite the guy. And LeBron James is definitely the best player of you all said time. Quite, Carl Malone's quite the guy? Yes. He's quite a fan. Yeah, he, he had a kid with a 13-year-old girl, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look that up when you get when we get off. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. That was your 10-second top five. Jace, let's get our groovy shoes on. Let's talk about the last dance finale. Everyone knows Phil Jackson is the Zen master, but we saw episodes 9 and 10 the finale of the Michael Jordan documentary, and Jordan spoke on his stay-in-the-moment mentality. Jason, mm -hmm. can you describe how hard it is in the moment on every shot of a basketball game? You know, I, I catch myself being aware of other things outside of the game sometimes, and, you know, that takes away what's going on. You know, you might see a cute girl in the crowd, and you're looking at her, and someone might score on you, man. Like, you got you to stay focused, and that's why uh, Jordan is the greatest player of all time, and I played Division Two basketball. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to point out being the star of a team it's quite easier I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just point this out for my stars out there it is a lot easier for you guys to come down the court with three seconds on the clock 
and jack up a shot because that's your 30th shot of the game. Now, mm -hmm. you got to respect the Steve Kerrs, the Martin Jensen's, the, <laughs> the role players who have, who have zero, zero to three shots in a game. And uh -huh. you, you give them the ball with three seconds left, they haven't made a shot all game. And yeah, they got to no, jack up for the win. No, that's a, there's a lot of respect for that because, like, you may only get three shots a game, and, like, you got to be ready to knock that down. Always, always. Mm -hmm. I was never ready. My last, <laughs> my last point on the last dance is it was great quality entertainment, much mm -hmm. needed in the quarantine. I love mm -hmm. that they made it, but do not think that this is the complete Michael Jordan Jeffrey book. We spent very minimal time on his losses, on his missed shots, and on being a jerk to his teammates oh, and opponents. The documentary ends with Mike staring out on the beautiful lake in his backyard. <laughs> I don't even know where that was, but that looked nice. But hold up. His journey did not end there. He came out of retirement and played with the Wizards. And mm -hmm. they didn't even touch on that. They touched on his entire career. They touched on his childhood and didn't touch on anything in his Wizards. So there was no need for that. That, that was just like, you know, I'm going to go hoop and school these young boys. But we're, we're thinking if you've never watched Michael Jeffrey Jordan and you never knew that he played yeah. for the Wizards and he didn't yeah. wear anything but the Bulls, you're thinking he's a Cinderella story. Kobe mm -hmm. dropping 60 in his final game is a Cinderella <laughs> story. Mike <laughs> dropped 15. Oh, okay. Bro, he was like 53. So Yeah, so was Kobe and off like eight Achilles surgeries. So <laughs> that's that looks very I want to bring up uh, one thing about the last dance, one more thing. So let's talk about the flu game or what is okay. now known as the food poisoning game. Okay. Do you believe this story? Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say that I do believe it, but mm -hmm. this all could be a ploy. Like everything sounded very unrealistic. And why would five yes. people bringing the pizza to the door have exactly. anything to do with the food poisoning? Yeah. Because they were, they were hitting on that hard. Like that was a key part. Yeah. I don't see any reason. Like it's not like they were going to sit there and watch him for three hours eating it. Yeah. And be like, okay, now he's eating the food poisoning. Yeah. Food poisoning doesn't happen the second you ingest it. Exactly. And, so, and it's just like everyone in the room thought it was weird that five people did show up. So why did they let, why did they let Jordan eat it? They said they didn't trust the pizza and then Jordan eats the whole pizza. Right. I don't, why would you eat it if you don't trust it? So it was just, I, I don't know. It was just inconsistent to me. It, it's good speculation, but I definitely am not, uh, I'm not a hundred percent on it. And I do think there could be a ploy where they didn't want to make it seem like Michael Jordan was human. Like he didn't take care of his body in the playoff yeah. run yeah. and got sick. And they were like, yeah. well, let's just blame it on the food poisoning. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that he was hung over. That's what the majority thinks. Oh. Yeah, I wonder what's what's the truth, man. I don't know, man. That dude was smoking cigars days yeah. before every single yeah. playoff game. He's so I don't, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> hungover is going to do it to him. Right. <laughs> this is what people have been waiting for. What you and I have been waiting for. This is sure. the greatest topic we will ever talk about. Because... <laughs> It involves the greatest player of all time, LeBron James, and the second greatest of all time, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Here we go, though. Do you want to start, or do, do you want me to start? Because I think if I start, it's going to be over with. Ladies first, go ahead. Okay, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's talk about some rings. Michael is 6'4", 6", which is a great argument. 6'6", six six in the finals, that's incredible. But the basketball world... And people like you, the old timers, 
are taking this way too heavily against LeBron on his three for eight. I do not see it being any different than the six for six because the six for six doesn't tell the entire story. He missed the finals seven times, and that doesn't include his wizard years. LeBron has only missed the finals five times. One was his rookie year, and three were losing to powerhouses in the Eastern Conference Finals. When we're talking about Michael's seven missed final trips, he's not losing in the Conference Finals. He's losing the first round, the second round, or missing the playoffs entirely. Let me bring this up before I go back to you. In the finals, Michael Jordan has played 10 All-Stars. LeBron James, 18. Number of dynasties played. Michael Jordan, zero. LeBron, two. Hall of, Hall of Famers face in the <laughs> NBA World Championship. Michael, nine. LeBron, 25. But let's hear your argument. First of all, I think the thing that trumps everything that you just said is Jordan is whoa, six. Whoa, don't get zero. political. Don't talk about Trump on here. No, I'm just saying trumps as a, as a word. Okay, it's not just, it's not just the last name. I'm a crazy guy. But uh, <laughs> being 6-0 and in the finals is truly amazing. It's way better than being whatever LeBron is. Say, say what LeBron's record is again, Mr. Jensen. I would like to hear that. Uh, currently 3-9. for nine. That, does, does that sound good to you? No, it, it's absolutely terrible, okay? Uh, basketball is all about winning at the end of the day, isn't it? And Jordan has done that better than anyone else, especially LeBron James. And next, my next argument is, you know, I have to bring this up. At the end of the game, who do you want? to take the last shot. It's perfect. Let me ask, what, what do you think? I, I, I'm going Michael Jeffrey Jordan, LeBron okay. James, Kobe Bryant. That's my top three. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the obvious, you, you gave me that answer. The obvious answer is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yes. And I, there is a dumb stat out there that says LeBron technically has more game winners. That doesn't put it into perspective. Jordan has made more clutch, clutch shots when it has really mattered, like in the NBA Finals. And LeBron is sure good at hitting clutch shots, you know, in the regular season when it, doesn't really matter. But yeah, time and time again, LeBron has passed to a, a teammate that wasn't necessarily ready for the crunch time, unless your name is Kyrie Irving. That's one of my main arguments, because you can't trust LeBron at the end of the day. Before I move on to my next thesis, let's say you're playing <laughs> playing outside, you're playing against your brother, you know, what are you playing? You're playing one-on-one, -on -one, yeah? Mm -hmm. There is no passing in one-on-one. -on -one. When you're playing on an NBA court, you are playing five men versus five men or five women against five women. You get double teamed, yeah? Your mm -hmm. statistical chances of missing that shot skyrocket. You got to make the smart basketball play and move it on over to Kyle Korver in the corner. That is a great basketball play, and I will never knock LeBron for that. Now, let's talk about statistical dominance. We are blessed. I mean, we are so blessed by the Pope LeBron James. <laughs> oh my god. There to be go. watching the king at the age of 35, leading the league in assists, beating all these guys in assists. Let me remind you that he is a small forward that plays every position. When it's all said and done, LeBron will be the player with the most points in NBA history. And if you ask me, that kind of puts you in a debate of the greatest scorer of all time. You know, if you have the but most points. You know how many more games LeBron has already played? More than Jordan? It's like 200 Who, already. But but six for six. If he, if he would have played all of his years, we wouldn't be talking about six for six. Yeah, but we would have also been talking about Jordan, like no one even touching Jordan's stats. Would we? Assists? Yeah, assists. Rebounds. Okay, continue. Steals. Yeah. 
a top 40 rebounder. So we're projecting the greatest score of all time. Top 40 rebounder. The only small forward on the list of 50. Possibly top three in assists. By the way, the only non-point guard in the top 30. And top 10 in steals. How can you argue against the statistical dominance that LeBron has shown across the board, across the game of basketball? You, you can't argue it. Yes, statistically, LeBron looks a lot better, actually. But everything yeah. you just said does not matter. What? <laughs> it, it, it does not matter. If it, it has not resulted in winning more championships than, than Michael Jordan. So what Jordan has done is so much better. Don't worry, I'll get to championships. But go on, go on to the next point. Let's bring, let's bring up the fact. What shoes were you just wearing before the episode <laughs> started? Let's bring that up. That's, that's not fair, man. I was wearing Michael Jeffrey Jordans. Oh, okay. And uh, do you, how do you like LeBron's? Uh, a little uh, clunky. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this has nothing to do with basketball, but like, what is wrong with his shoes? But uh, okay, one of my one of my actual points is that yes, it is amazing that LeBron has been able to go to the finals, what, nine times straight or something like that. The East has been so weak for the majority of his career. Michael had to go through the bad boy Pistons, the Pacers, the Celtics with Larry Bird, and the New York Knicks, bro. Like, it's it's not even close to who LeBron had to compete with. The Celtics was an old, an old Larry Bird. Magic Johnson era, he was coming out of his prime when Michael Jordan was coming into his prime. And the bad boy Pistons, I will give him credit. He he worked his way up there. He built the muscle. He took the hits. And he beat them after three years. Anyone can do anything if you're prepared for one team for three years. You're, you're telling me the Pistons didn't change at all. They just played the same style. They did the same thing. It, it took Michael Jeffrey Jordan three years. I mean, it's a great accomplishment. But Isn't that one of the greatest years? teams of all time, dog? It's a good team. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the greatest team, but that is quite the accomplishment. That is quite the accomplishment. By the way, who, Le- LeBron's hardest opponent has been the Baby Raptors. Whoa, 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 whoa. If we're talking the finals, because we're talking six or six, right? We're talking about the dynasties of the Spurs having to beat them, having to beat the Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant Warriors. If we're talking about these great all-time teams, well, Jordan was playing Sean Kemp, who played for like eight years and then got hooked on drugs. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say, LeBron's opponents in the finals have been harder, but that doesn't take away the fact that the East was much harder for Jordan to get to the finals, and LeBron is just a cakewalk. Then he just loses, gets swept in the finals. Because it is LeBron, and you cannot beat LeBron. There are some good teams, but here's the last point I'm going to make: basketball is a team sport. We all love to play. And we even like to play with our friends, you know, have a good time on the court, shoot around. It's a fun game. It does take teammates to win the game. We're not playing one-on-one. We're playing five-on-five basketball. Mm -hmm. LeBron James in 2010 went 61-21 with the Bum Cavaliers. The next best two players were as a 17-year Shaq and Mo Williams making the decision to go play with Wade, go play in Miami. That same team the next year, 19 wins, 63 losses. They lost more games than they won the previous year. No, it, that is a good, good point. I have a question for you, Jason. Who's better, Scotty Pippen or Kyrie Irving? I got to go Scotty. And I'm not even going to disrespect the Kevin Love-Dennis Rodman comparison because we all know Rod Mann is the man. But he gave them no offensive threat, so I don't know about that. 
You're you're telling me that it was Jordan winning these championships? I would like to think the difference. I think Scottie Pippen and Jordan and Rodman were the key to this success. Jordan got tired. And don't even get me started on the mental break he had to go take to go play baseball. Mm-hmm. And that 93-94 Bulls team, they won 55 games. Scottie Pippen himself, this is before the Rodman era, mm-hmm. took them to the second in the East. So we're talking about LeBron leaves his team, and they go 19 wins. Scottie Pippen, with the Jordan-less, Rodman-less Bulls, gets second in the East. Do you have anything else? Well, do you mind telling me what happened? Uh, I forget what year, but the year they won how many games? Sixty-six games. What 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 they what they do in the playoffs? What year was this? Two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. Uh, what they, what happened? What they happened? went to the Eastern Conference Finals and yeah, lost to, and the, lost to the, the Celtics. To the OG super team, the Celtics. Exactly, and they were very old. And so, what whoa, he did whoa, in the regular whoa. they were in their no. prime. Bring, bringing up regular season, I don't I don't care. I, I don't care. You know, the, the Raptors are good in the regular season. All right, cool. We're talking about the 2010 Eastern Conference Finals. He didn't get swept in the first round mm-hmm. by by some bum. He got 4 2 by the Celtics, who were the OG super team. And then after that, went to Miami. Cavs drop off severely, went from the first seed to the 16th seed. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James loses to the Dallas Mavericks, wins the next year, wins the next year, loses to the dynasty of the Spurs. Yeah, but, you know, he had he's had to travel across the country to get his rings. He could not stay with one organization. You know, he's just no loyalty, absolutely. That's the new NBA, man. So, what did we decide? Absolutely nothing. Okay. <laughs> we have Jace. We have old, old heads like Jace who like to live in the past and young oh, guys man. like me who grew up <laughs> with LeBron. We, we hope it was informational for you guys at home. So you can make yeah. your own judgment on who the GOAT is. Obviously, we will never convince each other. There's no way. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no Absolutely. way to convince a Jordan lover to love LeBron. It's like cheating. It's like cheating in a marriage. There's, it's, <laughs> it's just wrong. It's unlawful. So I think we all can agree Michael Jeffrey Jordan was the greatest in the 90s. Kobe Bryant was the greatest in the 2000s. LeBron James was the greatest in the 2010s. I like that. I like that. It was a great discussion, though. I loved it. It was a great yes, discussion. Yes, I, I admire both of these athletes, and LeBron is one of my favorite players of all time. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Jordan's better. You gotta, you gotta stand up for your beliefs, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we're trying to do here on the Jason Jensen Show. Inspire yeah. you guys, stand up for your beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point of this. We have quite an episode for you guys. Friday, one of Jason's coaches yes, sir. is coming on the show. We will see you guys then. See ya. See ya. Hey, 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 we are back. Check in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for some new episodes. 